Listen up, hockey fans. It's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test and win huge cash prizes every night playing one-day fantasy hockey at DraftKings.com. At DraftKings, there's so many ways to play. You can choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against your friends. They've even got beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of a similar skill level. The best part? You get to draft a new team each day. And drafting a team is arguably the best part of fantasy. The only thing better is winning cash doing it. Just ask Dan from St. Louis or Jeremy from Austin. They both turned a $3 entry into $1,000. Huge cash prizes and bragging rights await at DraftKings. Use the code CLNS or BruinsBeep at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000 in total prizes tonight. Don't wait. Again, use the code CLNS or BruinsBeep at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup and you can seriously cash in tonight. That's the code CLNS or BruinsBeep only at DraftKings.com. The game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media Network. Jimmy Murphy here and Joe Gill as well. And, you know, both Joe and I, uh, we, we agree on little, but one of the things we we do agree on is that the, uh, the Christmas season, uh, when it comes to the media and advertising and, you know... Music. Yeah. Uh, music, uh, you know, department stores, grocery stores... You know, what? it's just being ushered in too early. I mean, for Christ's sake, people are already talking and selling Christmas in August these days. And and it ticks us off. And we've made that Ridiculous. clear. We've made that clear in the last two weeks as the Christmas season has approached. But as the Dropkick Murphys just said, the season is upon us. And actually, it is here. And I got to tell you, Joe, I mean, uh, I had the pleasure of, uh, uh, of decorating my own Charlie Brown Christmas tree with I saw my, wait, my young tree. little Maddie. Yeah, yeah. The, Did you see my uh, my obese tree I have? The, a tree that needs oh, to go I, on a diet? It's very, yeah, I, I, I did, my friend, and I, I am so envious of it and jealous. Apple, the problem apple is, is you know, tree. I, I, I'm in a bachelor pad here. This, you know, the Charlie Brown you. Christmas tree uh, fits better. And I'll tell you, it was great because uh, my my little six-year-old daughter could reach every point of the tree. So there you go. Well, she loved it. She was in heaven. You know, and I could too, being that I'm only one foot taller than her. So my my son would have to take a forklift to get to the top of mine. So, <laughs> um, we the funny thing is, quickly, we, you know, we bought our tree up in uh, the area where I live in Dunstable, Grodd, Massachusetts, and we uh, pull into this one place, and we like didn't even know where we we're going, like driving through a yard. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Yeah, you see that? Uh, Do you remember? You I remember think the probably every Chevy Chase movie, man. 
Remember the mailman? Yep. He used to throw the shit, and he just—he he missed the mailbox completely. Yeah, yeah. He had the backfires and all this stuff. This is the dude who owned the tree place. Oh no! He actually, cut in the wrong way. Then he comes bowing around like Road Warrior, oh, and he's boy. like burnt out, you know, Cavalier or whatever it was. He's like, "How you doing? This is my tree farm. I've been here for thirty-five years." I'm like, "Oh Jesus Christ! We're gonna die in this field." <laughs> I'm gonna die oh in this field, but happy holidays, bitches. So, so Joe, I'll tell you. God bless my dad, my late dad, growing up. So, I don't. There came a point in his life where we were sort of like, all right, we didn't believe in Santa anymore. We we're getting older. We're like, you know, we're juniors, seniors in high school, and uh, he was just kind of like, you know, it, it was becoming, and then it became an empty nest. So he really. He didn't bother getting a tree to like right up against Christmas. Maybe it was like the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, even one year Christmas oh, Eve. Because he didn't care. Half off. And, and then he also was like, you know, I'd co- I'm like, Dad, you wait so long. And he's like, yeah. But I got this 20 spot right now. So you can go uh, get us a nice bottle of uh, adult beverage eggnog. There we and, go. Uh, there we go. You know, and like, it's true, man. I mean, the, the longer you wait, those guys are trying to sell those trees. And he'd just be like, yep. Thank you. I'll take that beautiful one right there for 20 bucks. Thank you very much. Um, but, you know, it's great. The Christmas season's upon us. We're going to be here in Renee Rancourt cranking out the uh, Christmas carol soon at TD Garden. Uh, but, Joe, you yeah. know, the one other thing that the uh, that's cranking out right now, not just at TD wins, Garden, baby. are the wins. And, uh, no, oh, by the way. Bad finger. By the way. What's up? To harass me? Should we cue the James Brown? I'm back. Or the payback? I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm back. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. baby, baby. I mean, I got the feeling. For the idiot that tweeted to me today, I you know, know, or yesterday when I said, oh, Tuca haters, crickets, he says, oh, well, big deal. He beat, he beat Philly, who hasn't played well. Right? Who cares? It doesn't matter. He won. Safe. He won. Safe. And by the way, and I mean, by the way, game, there was a very clutch save late down the stretch. If you don't recall, he yeah. made the saves when he needed to make when he needed to make them. He hasn't been doing that all season. We both have made it obvious, Joe. You and I definitely support Zatuka. We think he gets a bad rap, but we also admitted when he was wrong, and we admitted well, Hudobin was playing better. But guess well, what? Now it's time for the Tuka haters to admit when Tuka plays well. And well, yesterday well, I, yeah. he shut the door. Yeah, he played well, very well yesterday. Tampa, he played. It was a little shaky in the first two periods, but Tampa was very even end better. of the second, very end of the second and the third, he played very well. And he because the Bruins were actually on uh, cruise control and just trying to survive that third period. Yeah, I thought that that drives me nuts when you you know you come out like gangbusters against a superior team for two periods and then you just put it in like uh, low gear for the rest of the third, which I did not understand at all, which really upset me actually. And, and I thought that. Honestly, I heard a lot of people today saying, that, and even Cassidy said it after the game, Joe, that yesterday he thought was his best performance. I disagree. I thought the third period against Tampa was his well, best good. performance yeah, of really the year. Good. And, and but, oh, by the way, that's Tampa that he did that to. Oh, uh, but you know they played the night before. They lost four out of six, and you're gonna hear all that shit. Whatever, you know man, they're still Tampa. They hit. You know Jimmy's gonna make everything happy if both goaltenders are playing well and they keep winning. Who gives yeah. a shit? Point. Who cares, right? And stop picking sides and just enjoy the ride. And Everybody's getting healthy. I mean, I think we we almost had a full team uh, yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, and that's another thing, too. And, you know, this is one of the things that I think, you know, you and I have been trying to preach to the masses here is, you know, Kyle, 
calm the hell down here, man. It's like well, I mean, beside that game I went to and I was shit faced. I know, yes. man, but you know, it, things <laughs> happen. There's exceptions to rule, but I think overall you've kept a level head and you've understood that this a this team is very young, okay, and b we both agreed, and I think anyone with any common sense and anyone that knows hockey. Knew that they're, they're a borderline playoff team at best. We knew that. And, and C, I, I mean, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I, I'm going to go on the record and say they've got to be in top three in man games lost this season. And not just man games lost. We're talking like key players. I mean, David Krejci out of the lineup twice. You know, Brad Marchand out of the lineup twice. Um, Patrice Bergeron out of the lineup to start the season. You know, we, Bacchus. Yeah, Bacchus. I Which mean, is amazing, by the way. That story, fucking amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. A month. He had 10 inches of his colon taken out, and he's back in a month. That is just, like, beyond science. By the way, I don't know about you, but if I'm Bacchus' agent, I sign a deal with Imodium right now. I mean, perfect hey, Mr. match. Mr. Funny Pants. I, I have match made in heaven. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have intestinal, intestinal issues as well. <laughs> I do, I'll too, tell you my right friend. Now. You know that. I've got intestinal issues, too. Yeah, God bless him, though. Called your head up your rectum, laddie. But or, anyway, Jay, or Jameson. But, uh, no, but honestly, in, in all seriousness, that is just an amazing story. Like, it, I don't think people would really realize how incredible that is. You know what's even more amazing? Is how active he's been. In, he may have not scored. He may not be Oh, flashy, yeah, he made a great breakup the other night. But, yep. no, he's, he's been a factor, and more so he's been a factor in terms of being vocal. And being a leader, I, I must have counted in the last probably four days at least seven players. I think complimenting David Backus without being prompted. By the way, on that, like when they're talking about the game, and you know, you're just trying to get a general reaction from, you know, the reporters are doing this in the post scrums. Oh, yeah. They went out of their way to point to Backus and say, "Yo, this guy's come in, man," and like, a just the fact he's back is inspiration and B the way he's talking to us and the, the motivation yep. that he's providing. The Bruins have been missing that. Bergeron's a great leader. All right. I mean, but silent he, leader. Silent exactly. Leader. And, and you know, I, I don't want to get into the little char thing. I, I don't want to, I don't want to charge anybody playing off. Balls, by the way. Charles playing like, awesome. Ball. Don't get me wrong, but I, you know, all I'm saying is they need another voice there. And it was great to see oh, yeah. Backus come in right now. And you know, Pierre Maguire, Okay, I listen to Mitch Malnick, my buddy up in uh, up in Montreal on TSN. He does the drive home show there on TSN six ninety, and you know I know Pierre, but I mean listening to him a lot. And man, he ticks the Habs fans off when he says this, but he has been warning them up there at least since probably last January, even before Claude got fired. He said they're a mess right now, but next year towards the latter half of the year. So we're not even at that point yet. No. Nope. But this is him talking last January, and he's been reiterating it throughout the end of last season and into this season. He's been saying, the Bruins are coming. Watch out. The Bruins, Bruins are coming. By sea. Okay? The Bruins are and coming. Yeah, know, looking good, man. you know that while it annoys a lot of people, Pierre knows his prospects. He knows... He knows what's coming up through the system. He knows a lot of people. So you've got to take that at face value. If you're a Bruins fan right now, and I don't care if after we do this podcast, Joe, they go on a seven-game losing streak. 
Oh, shut your dirty No, I'm mind. just telling you right now. You pirate hooker. Take everything with a grain of salt and stay positive. Because, as Pierre said, the Bruins are coming. There is so much skill coming through and already in the pro system right now. It's coming, man. And if they well, do it I'll right, right if, now, they, I... if they don't screw up on contracts, right. if they don't scapegoat Cassidy or no trade sure, a player, if they – hey, easy now. If they don't, <laughs> if they don't have a knee-jerk reaction like they've always done throughout the course of my lifetime, if they don't have a knee-jerk reaction, and they practice what they preach, and they continue the soft rebuild, I'm telling you, man, this team's going to contend, and if not win, a cup or two. Again, in our lifetime, two. at least. I'm telling oh, you, buddy. I hope so. But I, I know the big, the trending hashtag now is uh, "chubby for Charlie." I mean, dude, God. Charlie he just who? makes me. He just makes me like have like uh, you know just saturation in the front of the pants. We talking it's, about? It's just it's just and not talking about urine. Uh, it's just unbelievable. No, Charlie that, who? Charlie McAvoy. My God. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. He's Jesus, me. Charlie. Who do you think of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, yeah, you were talking talk about Charlie, Charlie Jacobs. I almost had a heart attack. Oh. I was going to hang up the phone. <laughs> uh, I'm not into that. I don't hang out with the nursing home, <laughs> the uh, rich people nursing home, um, or, or the horse, the horse fields. But the uh, the Jersey game. I remember that they went like 45 rounds. By the way, how nasty is Jersey? What's that? How, how good? Speaking of teams that are coming, that that's another big win the Bruins that had. Big, man. That was a yeah. huge win. Jersey's good, man. They that are really win. good. They went 45 rounds, and then I was I was calling for like, why don't you put McAvoy in? Because I'm like, put McAvoy in. The kid's got he's got the chops. He's got the offensive skill to come in there, and that move he did against Corey Schneider was just like, let me just absolutely just. In my whole room, the whole room was saturated. It was like that scene from, uh, you know, South Park. Same thing, <laughs> you know, white stalactites from the ceiling. It was incredible. He is just so freaking good. He actually got me out of my seat. I was like screaming after he won that game because that was just filthy, rotten filth. It's it, well, you know what? You uh, you just made a little little light bulb go off in my brain because one of the topics oh, I want to bring it up. It is little. Uh, it's not necessarily. Charlie McAvoy that we discussed before, but that was a great segue there. Uh, Joe, um, you haven't heard it yet. I know you're going to check it out after, but I'll, I'll tell our listeners here, they got to check it out on murphyshockeylaw.net and on the CLNS oh, yes. network. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to do a self-plug here, but it's if you're if you're a Bruins fan or even a hockey fan, you got to listen to this interview. Uh, I've got Phil Esposito one-on-one with me on, on the latest Murphy's Hockey Law on CLNS. And... Uh, we recorded it this past Friday, and as we're recording it, it dawned to me the time of year it was. I'm like, why? Why? It's December 1st. Why, why am I feeling like, why is this sort of like, like light bulb, like I said, going off about Phil Esposito right now? What's the connection? Why, why do I keep thinking is this something historic here when it comes to Phil Esposito? And then it dawned to me as him and I were recording that December 3rd, which is now as we record this on Sunday, December 3rd, uh, 30 years ago, December 3rd, 1987, uh, for you listeners that weren't alive then, you've got to listen to this and you've got to go to YouTube. If you're a Bruins fan, you've got to see it because it, I, I think, Joe, I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe it's just because I was alive for it and I was there. I attended I it with too. my grandfather. Like, But it's still, to me, one of the coolest sports moments I've ever seen. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, retiring numbers. Absolutely. No, but 
We've seen plenty of number of retirement oh, ceremonies. Oh, when he took the jersey off. But how many how many retirement ceremonies do you see when? Rainbow. Yeah. Okay. So so for our listeners that don't know that that night the Bruins retire. Phyllis Bazillo's number seven. It was long overdue. He had some <laughs> bad blood bad blood with management, um, but finally they decide to retire it. And now the story goes as Espo tells in this podcast is that you know. At the time, Ray Bork's wearing number seven. And Ray Bork's already been on the team for, I believe, at that point, six or seven years. The came 79, in, 80, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. 79, 80. So seven years, okay? So this is 87, 88 season. And, you know, at that time, it, it's pretty clear that he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. And he's he's a legendary player already in seven years into his career. And you know he's something special. He's wearing number seven. And... You know, everybody's like, well, what's going to happen? And so basically what the Bruins said were that they were going to kind of follow in the Maple Leafs' footsteps and some other teams that do this where, you know what, um, we love Espo, but, I mean, we know we got something special here in Bork. And, it's, and you know, they went to Espo and they said, would you be okay if, you know, we raise number seven with your name on it now, but when, when Ray retires and we raise, we want to retire his number – and it's still seven. Can we put both your names on? And Espo's like, sure. Don't worry about it. No problem. I mean, he's, he's clearly going to be a Hall of Famer. But Ray Bork, the class act that he is, went to Harry Sinden uh, and Terry O'Reilly and said, look, here's what I want to do. I want to become 77, and I want to give seven to Espo for good. And uh, it's well, just, just, you know. Respecting being, the game. Being in that moment and then being able to interview Phil Esposito about that moment and hearing him right. tell the story of uh, how Ray came up to him and, and, and basically, as you'll hear it in there, and you know, I don't, basically now you don't have to listen because I'm giving the whole story away, but uh, Pretty much. he comes up to him and, and, I mean, Joe, if this doesn't give you chills, he said that Ray shook his hand and he said, here you go, big fella. This is yours and it always should have been yours. Yes, Enjoy. Great, great moment. And, you know, just talking about, you know, great moment with Espo, what of the biggest heists of a trade in the history of hockey? <laughs> what, what, that was, that was uh, Harry, right? Yeah. Making that was I it. mean, criticize Harry all you want. He made some pretty good That was Harry trades. and uh, Milt Schmidt, yeah? Yeah. And Harry made the Cam Billy trade, too. What a hijacking that was. So let me go over that. What was that trade again? It was him, Hodge, right? Came over yep. together. And Stanfield, no. Uh... Carol something or another is in that trade, too. Um, Carol Vadnai. Yes, yes, he was in that trade, right? Yep. We got him or we traded him? No, he was in that trade. We got him, right? We yep. got him from the Rangers. Uh, I mean, not the Rangers. No. The Rangers? No. What am, I, what am I forgetting here? Where did he come from again? Was it Chicago? No. What, what team was he coming from? Which team did we get him from again? The Rangers, right? No, man. We actually traded Phil Esposito to the Rangers. To the Rangers. Where did we get him from? God, I can't believe it's escaping me right now. Help a brother out. Where would we get him from? Actually, if I'm not mistaken, we sound like idiots right now, but I apologize. Yeah, me too. Well, you know what? I'm actually feeling young, so thank you. The fact that we don't know the exact details of this is making me feel young. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I can't can't believe I can't run the damn – it wasn't Chicago, was it? No. God, Google this because it's driving me nuts. He was drafted by Chicago, actually. It was Chicago. Okay. Yeah. God, that's awful. I can't believe we forgot that. It's pretty bad. But he anyway, was trade but, uh, the Rangers. What a great trade that and was. the Bruins actually, it turned out being an okay trade because 
the Bruins basically won that trade because they got Brad Park and Carol Vadnik. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, so Brad Park. Yes, and, so that was and, and another guy that should go in the Hall of Fame soon uh, came from the Rangers too. Number sixteen. Uh, oh, Ricky. Yeah, nifty. Yeah, so that was, I mean, that was a double trade. Good trade. Trade getting them and trade trading them out. <laughs> so it worked exactly. out perfectly. It was a good trade. But the thing that I mean, was weird was was hearing Espo say this, right? And, and just hearing him, just listening to his voice and the way he told it, it was it was so cool because I, I'm telling you, man, anyway. I mean, I've, I've been a lucky guy through my, you know, becoming a sports journalist and, and experiencing some pretty amazing moments as a reporter. And I also got to... Re- experienced some great moments as a fan but i mean still combining them all that's still that's like in top three in my life man oh wow that's pretty good no i don't know what it was it was sort of like when i it was sort of like my grandfather and i that was our bond he had season tickets to the Bruins for 45 years and 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 going to those games with him like every thursday night was just such a tradition with us and you know i mean that to me that's what my grandfather is you know and he introduced me to hockey and He's probably the reason I do what I do now. And, you know, that was sort of my trademark introductory moment to Bruins so, hockey. And it was just... So, you like, your top three moments were your daughter, meeting me... And no, sports Espo. moments, bro. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. I thought... But, right. yes. All, and, and, lifetime lifetime moments, yes, for sure. I think all-time moments was your daughter, the meeting me, and then maybe yes. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. Yeah, I, exactly. I think exactly. I think that's pretty dead on. No, top three moments uh, are my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. But you know, anyway. it's funny. We just had, and, and I don't know if anybody out there knows that uh, Jimmy and I just had a big holiday, a uh, big occasion between. We had our Facebook friend anniversary the other day. Yeah. Um, even though I, I followed him back in the day, and because uh, I knew he was with, I think he was with ESPN Boston back then. Yeah. Um, speaking and of, then I you went speaking to of, uh, you know, shout out to all my my poor friends who just got laid off there. But anyhow. Well, well, thanks for bringing everybody fucking down. Um, and then, uh, then I heard you went to Montreal. I'm like that turncoat bastard. And then you came back. And then before you know it, we are uh, now on a podcast together. There this we go, my friend. Circle of life. Yep, circle of life is that great. Lion. Circle of life is great. Uh, I want to get back into the Bruins for a bit before we close it out, Joe. And um, you know, we talked about Tuca. We talked about them getting healthy and and just how yes, great sir. the young kids have been. You know, I tweeted this earlier, and it, and it was really funny because I was telling you a story off air. We got to tell him, Joey, about my uh, Martian uh, Gronk like parallel. That happened. Yes. Yeah, it was sure. really weird. Yeah. So there I am. I don't know. It must have been about two hours before we started recording. Uh, I didn't see the Bru- uh, the Patriots game on Sunday. I was working for My Hockey Live. Joe, I, ca- I, I helped call seven high school hockey games in the span of four hours. How do you know all these names? How could you even do that? Can you imagine that I still have a voice right now? I'm telling you, man. I, how do you know all the kids' names? I mean, how do you? Do I don't that? know. I don't know how I do that. I, I, I'm like a rain man or something. But I'm telling you right now. Oh, you are a rain man. Yeah, okay. I'm telling. Yeah, and I'm, I'm as ge- yeah, I'm geeky as it, whatever. But yes, you are. Listen, my friend. I'll tell you. You know, it works like a charm, and I mm, shouldn't probably say this, but hot toddies, hot toddies. Hot to the wonder for your voice. If you're ever losing okay. your voice, you got to go to. You were telling me off air about you know corporate America sucking and going to work on a Monday. Well, if your voice is ever failing you, buddy, hot toddy. There you go. Right All before right, you go to to yourself, and don't need to tell. You know what a hot toddy is? Uh, I don't know. It's a Jameson tea. I've heard of it. Lemon 
and honey. And man juice. And All right, good job. You enjoy that. Hot man juice. <laughs> Hot manny. There you go. But there you go, my friend. Anyhow. Uh, Anywho, I digress. Uh, back to what we were saying, though. So I'm there and I tweet. I was just thinking about it. I'm looking at his stats and I'm just I'm seeing yesterday when Provorov uh, totally cheap shot at him. And he doesn't respond really, and he he, he keeps oh, yeah, his cool. Yeah. You know, I got to give Brad Marchand so much credit right now, man. He has really altered his game and learned how to walk that line. Not to be a douchebag. Not just walk it. He's almost walking above it now, and he's not. He's just. He's not making those stupid brain fart well, like, plays. Like that guy in like, Tampa's ball. Like Gronkowski for the Patriots. Okay, that was pretty. Yeah, that was stupid. Well, you remember that game uh, when they, right before the playoffs last year when he speared that dude from Tampa, and then we missed him for what? He missed the last couple games, which he could have probably moved a little bit in the yep. playoff scene. I was yep. bullshit. And I love those people going, well, if your guy did it, I go, no, I called out Marsh. I thought it was the stupidest fucking thing he could have done. I was really – I was kind of uh, – I was kind of let down too. I was kind of stunned there because I thought – at that point, I thought he had already become what we saw yesterday and, and, and sort of turned the – you know, kind of taking that turn there for the better because I remember Joe sitting next to Brad Marchand in the winter classic at Foxborough, right? And the Bruins oh, just that get absolutely, I was there. Yeah. Well, you know, and the Bruins came out flat and they, they never flat, really, dude. they never got the momentum going. They obviously, they obviously ripped it up at the NHL's great winter classic party, uh, which let me tell you, man, it's, it's debauchery. And uh, obviously they par- really? partook, but, uh, you know, they could have used the Martian spark in that game. And I remember... There's only he, two guys that responded in that game with Tuca and Bergeron. That was you know, it. And no you know what, but you know what? What I'm trying to tell you, Joe, is that I'm sitting there and I'm kind of looking at him as I'm watching this, right? And I keep looking at his face. And he looks like somebody just killed his dog. Right? And I, I look at him and I'm like, it's totally off the record, you know, but it's going to be on in a bit now. But I mean, you know, in more words or less, I looked at him and I go... You wish you were out there, eh? and he's like, "Oh, he got suspended." Yeah, he's like, "You have no idea." Oh, of course. You he know, and then time. he came. He came out after, and he went on the record, and he said, "You know, I let my team down," and like he yep. knew, he knew that his style of play was exactly what they needed that day. And but that's then he why, did it right before the playoffs. Well, that's why it shocked me when he did that. But you know what? I don't. I really, I'm not going to say for sure we won't, but we're going to see much less of that. And you can tell that he's. He's become a leader on this team, man. And I used to be one of the biggest Marchand knockers of all time to the point where he called me out a couple times on Twitter and he's not like Really? Me. Oh, yeah. I have, to look, I have to look back on his feed. Oh, yeah. I wonder what he said about you. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So, anyhow. Two short men fighting. <laughs> one's got a bigger nose than the other, though. Oh, anyhow, yeah. uh, so, Marshy, God bless, man. You, you've really changed your game around, and I think you deserve a lot of credit. False. And yep. I, I think an A should be permanently on your jersey at this point. I agree. So, uh, yep. speaking of leaders and, and great examples, uh, you got to see and listen to somebody the other day, Joey. Yeah. So, uh, my company uh, put on, uh, you know, had uh, Travis Roy. Uh, if you do not know who Travis Roy is, uh, he he was uh, playing for Boston University, 18-year-old, 1995. First 11 seconds on the ice, he hit a player, got deflected kind of off the player and head first into the boards, and then he, uh, he's a quadriplegic now. So um, he's in his 40s now. 
and he goes around his inspirational speaking. And you know, I know his story, and I had to go. I had to go check it out. So, you know, being a cancer survivor myself, I've had dark days, and I've you know can't sweat the small stuff. The very mid to the last, use every cliche possible, but it's kind of true. But just hearing him talk, uh, the thing that really kind of uh, I kind of posted this on Big Bad Bruins too, but. Um, what really, what really struck me the most is like after he's laying on the ice motionless, right? And he's scared. He said, I'm scared. I'm like, I know something was wrong. And my dad's coming up to me because my dad ran on the ice and he didn't know exactly what was wrong with me yet. So he's like, come on, Travis, get up, get up. And try, he looks up, as, you know, he didn't, well, he just utters he didn't look up, he couldn't. Uh, he says, you know, dad, I made it. So even during the darkest moment of devastation, he still was positive because he made one of his life goals. He at least got on the ice for a, you know, Division One. Hockey's team, you know what I mean. So he was. I was like, "That's amazing." You know what I mean? Like, the last thing I probably would have been just sobbing, uh, you know, uncontrollably. But he's there telling his dad he, he made it. He's proud. Of, he probably got that far. Just amazing. And then you know, just he, he's talking about just small things like having because he only has a movement of his left left arm, I think, uh, because he has a couple of nerve endings and his biceps that still respond. But everything else, he's pretty much he can't use. And uh, he's just talking about how. It, incredible it is just to have a bowl of cereal that he can lift to his own mouth so when you're having a really shitty day you know everybody has things going on in their life and i'm not trying to preach here but just for example like him um just you got to keep on fighting and live every minute like it could be your last because it could be so uh you know i know the holidays if they're tough out there just think of the good things you got i mean i had those dark days i was always uh you know when i had my cancer my wife was always like remember you have me and your son so so you get contrary on the good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, my man. It's like that moment I, you know, I had. Hey, it may have been a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, but decorated it with my daughter, man. I mean, Gold. that's gonna get me through the next month or so. Because, like you said, the holidays are tough, man. People's yep. wall, your wallets get tight. You start thinking about, uh, you know, who, who you Everything. don't have anymore and all that, yep. and you don't appreciate it, man. And you know what? Appreciate the fact that we all got this great game of hockey too. Yep. I'm psyched. This is one of my favorite times. And, uh, you know, speaking, oh, I'd even tell you the funny part quickly, too. With decorating oh, the, the tree, I'm going into my box of ornaments. And what oh, comes God. up but the uh, the Renee Raincourt singing Christmas ornament that they gave oh, the media. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, oh, they gave the media that about. about, I don't know, five to seven years ago. So my daughter pulls it up, right? And, like, it's just Renee. And apparently, like, the, the square part that that produced the sound and had him singing is cut off and, and lost. And she's like, daddy, who's this weird looking dude? <laughs> <laughs> Renee is a, Renee is a saint. <laughs> he is a weird looking. I dude, know though. she doesn't know who he is. But he's a saint. <laughs> he is a weird but looking I, dude though. But he, I, I just, could, couldn't you see him in like, uh, like Fargo part three? <laughs> oh God, dude. He's the I met him, dude. Oh, he's the best. Like when I went to the, uh, the hockey resurrection party at the Harp so many years ago, put oh on boy. by Kim Ring and the Harp people. Please tell job. me, please tell me he wasn't six deep at that point. No, he was there, but he uh, he might have a few, but he would, dude. He he just he whoops it up with the crowd. He just ties right into the crowd. Oh yeah, zones right in. He's showing everybody's ring. He's doing the fist pumps on. You know, he's got the girls coming up to him, and he's you know they're swooning, and he's like all about it. Uh, hey, the pride of Maine, right? He's from Maine, right? No, he's from Quebec. He's from Maine. No, he's from Quebec. Dude, he's from fucking Maine. He's from Quebec. He lives in Maine. Oh, here we go. He's from Anybody Quebec. Anybody else know where he's from? I thought it was from Maine. Trust me, he's from Quebec. Google this shit. Well, anyhow, listen to this, my Call friend. Down. Who the Bruins got coming up? Let's do a quick... You know what's uh, hilarious, too? 
So What's when I was living in uh, Canada, when I was living in Montreal, you know, and, you know, would be sitting there watching a hockey game or something or some kind of game, and I, I'm sitting there singing the words to Old Canada, they used to, they're like, how the hell do you know all the words to Old Canada like this? And I'm like, Renee Rancourt. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, all right. Every, so, every game at the Boston Garden, that's how I knew that he, he was, taught me Old Canada. Oh, you son of a bitch. You go on your Wikipedia, you rat bastard, and it says Rancourt, a native of Lewiston, Maine. That's a lie. It's not a lie. It's well, in Wikipedia. He, it's on the internet. It has okay, to be real. So either Wikipedia is lying or Renee is lying to me because he told me he's from Laval. Well, he's probably lying to you. Who would you lie to first? I lied to you before I lied to the internet. Or maybe he didn't even have anything <laughs> to do with his Wikipedia. Wikipedia this. So who we got coming up for the bees this week? We got Nashville tomorrow night, which my two friends are down there and I'm not, which is horseshit. They get all fucking liquored up as we speak and I, I got to go to work tomorrow. That's not fair. Yeah, not being fair at all. The Nashville Predators. I don't got a good feeling about that game. I got well. Doby's playing tomorrow night, so well, I, I see. I think yeah, they might lose. I think they lose an OT. Let's so uh, let's go. Let's look at the week ahead, and then what they uh, is uh, Arizona on Thursday. Is that win by twelve. Is that if I'm not mistaken? That's the next uh, game after that. Yeah, yeah they Arizona Thursday, and then who do they have uh, the following Saturday? They've got uh, the Isles. That's going to be a tough game as well. So two out of the next three games are going to be tough games. So the Isles are really good, huh? Well, good. yeah. Kind of good. And by the way, John Tavares is in a contract here, and he's showing oh, so it. He's going, he's going the F off yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Figured as much. All right, but, my uh, friend. I think, yeah, I, think they take, I think they get, I think they get uh, points in all three. I don't know if they win them all, but I think they get points in all three. All right. Well, hey, listen, it is the uh, – we can now say, Joe, it's the holiday season. So happy Bitches. holidays to everybody. Uh, we're going to send you out. Little mighty, mighty Boston's here. My friend, always a pleasure. Pleasure. All right. Keep your stockings high and your trees low. Whatever the hell that means. I don't know. I just made it up. It I sucks. No clue. Anyway. I'll talk to you next week, Joe. This is Later, Joe Gill, Jimmy Murphy here on the Bruins Beat on TLNS Network. Oh, Have oh, a good oh. one. The stores I packed, the stuff to buy, the shelves I stacked, the mile high. What it is that I truly love about this time of year Gets me and it never lets me act like I don't care It's time of year, favorite time of year Cause all of us are here together Looking forward to Looking forward to this time of